Hi there guys and welcome to today's live stream. We're going to be talking all about upper and middle back pain, how it comes about, how it's maintained and what you guys can do to really resolve it effectively with some solid strategies. So hopefully you're going to find today's live stream super helpful. If you are new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. We do these live streams every single weekday and at the end, today's no different. We're going to be going through Q&A. So if you've got any questions on this topic or something else related to your back or neck pain, then please do post those in the comments as we're going through the live stream because once we get to the end, Lara is going to go through those with us and we'll give you guys some help and some guidance hopefully. So uh, with that being said, let's get into today's live stream. Okay, so I had, I've got some stuff on the board that we'll talk about uh, today. Going to kick off really um, the sort of four main uh, sort of reasons you might get or, or things associated with injury in the sort of upper and middle back area. And really we're talking about uh, on a lady, maybe from the bra strap up to sort of between those shoulder blades. That's sort of the region of the back we're talking about. Uh, and this is sort of the thoracic spine. So this region here. Now I'll just make the distinction in uh, for today. We're not going to really be covering sort of the cervicogenic symptoms, so where the pain is, is actually coming from the neck. We'll maybe cover that in another video. We're gonna focus much more on the mechanics of that middle part of your thoracic spine, the upper back, middle back region, uh, so you guys can really have some, some good understanding of that area and then what you can do to resolve these sorts of issues. So firstly, there are sort of four main causes. I'm gonna start with the fourth one uh, first, and this is really that dull aching in this sort of region of the middle back. And the reason I want to cover this one first is it's very, very common or much more common that it's going to occur in the sort of the teenage boys and girls, but a little more teenage boys. And this is where they're going through their growth periods. And sometimes it can result in something called, or it's the cause by something called osteochondritis, which is basically where this part of the thoracic spine is growing very quickly and the muscles are being stretched over and it's exerting quite a lot of pressure through this region. This is the only one out of these that really we can't do too much about. It's it's an unfortunate period uh, which is resulting in essentially growing pains and that's something that again those sort of teenage boys are particularly um, vulnerable in, in suffering from and the best thing we can do there is reduce the inflammation in that region by using things like ice and just try and have good posture as, as best we can so that we decrease the increase we decrease any further strain through that sector of the thoracic spine and, and sort of sitting over playing video games, etc. that can all contribute to that. So we'll park that one um, for the moment because it's less relevant to most of you, I suspect. But if you've got any, as I say, younger family members or if you're watching this and you're in that category, then do bear that in mind. So the next one is gonna be this sort of general aching between the shoulder blades. This can be one side or the other. We've got a sharp pain that can shoot out and round the around the rib cages. Sometimes it can come all the way around to the front. Sometimes it just shoots off to the side of, of here uh, in the thoracic spine. And the other one is the pain that actually does come around and sits somewhere in sort of this region down here, down to sort of just below your pec muscles. Uh, and this, th I'll start with this last one. And this is where quite commonly when we've got a, the thoracic spine has the ribs that come round to the front and on the front not in the middle where the breastbone is but just out to the side our ribs join with basically a cartilaginous structure on the front here and those those joints there aren't supposed to move that much but when we start to get issues with the ribs on the back of the thoracic spine maybe the joints are in the wrong place or, or they're, they're in uh, the, the the alignment is not particularly good the movement that should happen where the rib plugs into the spine 
spine starts to decrease. And what then happens is the rib on the front starts to move and that creates inflammation. And the reason I wanna cover this one quite swiftly is because if that was to happen on the left side of our chest, that might give us some cause for concern naturally with response to sort of the heart being in that region. So if you are ever suffering with anything like this, it can be something simple. It can be related to the ribs. And we get this question quite a lot on a lot of our YouTube videos that talk about this sort of area. Um, of pain, you should get your cardiovascular system checked out if you're getting the pain there. That goes without saying. So please do not dismiss that if the pain is just over this left side of your chest because it's worth ruling that out. But once you have ruled that out with your doctor, your GP, etc., then treating it as a mechanical issue from there on is the most sensible way forwards because there's things you can do and it can be quite disheartening if you're just going, going through reams and reams of checks and they're saying everything's okay because they don't tend to offer you this additional uh, viewpoint of looking at the mechanics of the spine and the associated rib joints. So if we've ruled out any heart issues, the joint sweat that connect the ribs on the front to that cartilage can sometimes be inflamed if there are issues on the back and that is something that we really want to look at and we'll discuss that later on in the purple section of today's live stream so that but that issue is kind of connected to the sharp pain that can often shoot from the spine and this is where the rib joints get strained maybe you've overreached maybe you're in the gym doing a bit too much or maybe it's a postural degradation whereby we start to strain these rib joints because they're being pulled in different directions and as i said earlier the ribs attach in around here next to all the spine you can actually see this is the facet that joins the part of the part of the spine to the back of the rib and then they also plug in here right next to those nerves. Now it's interesting we mentioned that because rib joints are one of those injuries uh, or rib injuries are one of those injuries that really the level of pain or sharp pain that you actually experience when you injure the ribs is very disproportionate to the overall severity of the problem. They are rather sharp and uncomfortable as many of you who've had this will be able to attest to but they're not a serious injury and the reason for that is that the tissues around those rib heads and the joints where they plug into the spine are very very sensitive so you will get that sharp shooting pain and much like today if you tuned in for yesterday's uh, sorry live stream we were talking about sciatica where the nerve gets irritated irritated and it goes down the leg well these little they're called the intercostal nerves. They come out of these sections of the spine here and they come round to the front. And you can therefore get this sharp shooting pain. If you irritate the roots of those nerves, it can shoot round to the front and it literally shoots around your rib because that's where the nerve goes. So sometimes you can get that sharp shooting pain that starts in the back and comes all the way round to the front. And that again is a strain of that rib joint. How we treat that, we'll get into that in a moment. The last one is sort of that achingness between the shoulders. Now, the former, the former one, the rib joint pain, very common one, that happens generally after an instance, and maybe a funny move, etc. But this aching, which is the most common one we find in the middle back between the shoulder blades, maybe a little bit higher and a little bit lower, that is the cause of this ongoing tension that's going through that thoracic spine. It's putting stress on the muscles. The muscles aren't being used enough. We're sat behind the computer all day or sat in the sofa watching TV for extended periods. And as many of you will be aware more recently, we've been not as active as we otherwise could be. And then we've got additional confounding variables and maybe we've been unwell with whatever's going on and having some, some further sort of coughing fits, etc., which can also affect these muscles. We, we, get this slow development of this thoracic pain, this pain in the middle back and upper back. And that is what we wanna spend the most of today actually talking about because it's the thing that often people, it drives people a bit 
you know, into a bit of state of despair because it's not something that you can fix quickly, unfortunately. So when we're talking about the sharp pain in the, in the spine coming from the ribs, we get a bit of ice over that section of the spine. We take the inflammation down. We're careful, the same as any other sort of ligamentous type injury. We give it a bit of break. We don't do any too, too crazy movements, but ice there, bracing, and it'll recover relatively quickly. When we're talking about the aching pain between the shoulders, uh, you know, in that upper back pain or that middle back pain, that's where we need to explore it a little bit further because you can injure your back in this region at any point, but it's that middle back pain that is persistent that really bothers people so much. And that is going to be maintained by poor posture and poor muscle support. We have a few videos on our YouTube on things like back braces and supports that people often go to use to essentially hold the spine from that position up into that position. But we all have muscles that run through here. And what happens is over time, we're less active. We start to round forwards and those muscles become stretched. We mentioned very briefly last week on one of the live streams about how this this roundedness of the thoracic spine actually stretches your spinal cord and can increase its length by about three mil, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's something that shouldn't really be stretching too often. And this stretch posture puts the muscles in a position of weakness. They're not in a strong position in this, in this, in this state and therefore can become problematic and can become sore. They can become aching and they can become generally rather uncomfortable when you're sitting down or standing up, etc., on a daily basis. And this is what bothers people a lot. So that's the postural problem. And then we use things like uh, middle back supports, etc., to try and hold things back up again. And that allows the muscles to further weaken because they're not being used effectively on a daily basis because you're wearing this silly little support. And the problem with supports, the reason I'm not a big advocate of those for middle back pain is because you end up needing a stronger and stronger one because your muscles get weaker and weaker and your pecs start to oppose it more and more and we round up even more. And therefore you're not addressing the issue and you're put, actually using something that allows you to get worse over a period of time. So what do we do in this scenario? We need to do work on our posture and that means working on the muscles and it's something that every single one of you guys watching can do you just need maybe a little bit of guidance in terms of working on these muscles but we want to strengthen the muscles that run between the shoulder blades that hold us nice and upright now the big problem with the, with this side of things is that and it's not really a quick fix and when we've got these sorts of aching tight symptoms they normally build up over a period of time because we don't have enough muscle support there and we've got bad habits Building muscle takes a long period of time. Many of you guys either personally, if you've been to the gym when you were younger or still go, um, maybe you're less uh, geared towards trying to build muscle. But when you're younger, you, you know, typically sort of the teenage boys are in the gym trying to build muscle. It takes a very long time at a time when they are most suited to building muscle because they've got high testosterone levels, etc. Many of us trying to return to deal with poor posture later on in life do not have those levels of testosterone. We can't build muscle as quickly and therefore we give up too soon and say, well, I can't fix my upper back pain. I can't fix my middle back pain because I because I just nothing works. I've done the exercises for a month and it hasn't changed anything. It takes a long period of time to actually make serious changes in muscle mass and support. If you can pers persevere with these sorts of things, you will make change and you will make improvement. But it does require an honest reflection on how much or how little actual exercise we have done in the past to allow us to accurately predict how long it's going to take to deal with. And, and with these situations, they can really play on your nerves. It, th having that sort of middle back pain can really bother you and get you down. But knowing that actually working on some proper exercises can really, really, knowing that it will have an improvement effect on your middle back pain 
is something that should hopefully keep you going for the long term. Now, what exercises are these? Um, if you're part of our Back in Shape membership site, the phase three is perfect for people with middle back pain. Uh, phase three is there where we're starting to use things like resistance bands to do those sort of middle back engagement exercises, the row exercises, static holds that actually uh, engage some of those muscles. We recently released uh, an additional workout in phase three that really does target this area in a number of different ways and is really, really uh, sort of very effective at targeting those postural muscles in a way in which they're used on a daily basis. So if you're watching this right now, maybe you don't have lower back pain. Uh, but you've heard about our Back in Shape program, jumping in there and going through maybe phase two very swiftly and, and progressing over the course of maybe a week or two into those phase three exercises will allow you a mechanism for building those middle back muscles and starting to work on those postural support muscles to effectively uh, challenge them in a way that they will get stronger over a period of time. It's worthwhile not just hitting those middle back muscles because if we just say, do you know what, uh, this I've got middle back pain right now, I'm just going to do this, we might find that we actually have weakness is elsewhere and the whole system of our body relies on inter interconnecting muscles and this web to function correctly so we don't have any weak points so it's no good you guys just doing a load of these exercises and nothing else because we'll end up with hinge points below and above which will be essentially weak so do double check if you do uh, work on some of those phase three exercises that we talk about do double check that uh, your the, the other exercises are possible for you to do and that you can do those well before progressing on because they do make up a foundation that is necessary. We do need to have a strong core so our middle back muscles can work with those core muscles to maintain good posture. Otherwise, we'll end up with sort of um, a rather peculiar uh, muscular architecture which won't be so great so oh, it's like if you're just doing biceps every day right I mean, yeah it's like those guys that just train biceps and chest it looks a bit odd and functionally it's not particularly good so i'll just recap this one more time for you guys and then we'll get into q a so if you've got any questions as you're watching this right now on maybe middle back pain or something else then please do post those in the comments below and we'll get to those in just a second um running through this we've got the dull aching through the middle back in the thoracic spine particularly which is the blue section of the spine here between the shoulder blades and that most commonly that dull aching in sort of the teenage boys in particular is going to be through that that growth period which is putting compression through the spine and we want to be using icing over that section three to five minutes a couple times a day to just take down the inflammation but that is going to be an ongoing thing until they've finished growing or for periods of excessive growth spurts we've got the pain coming around to the front of the chest which we want to exclude as being not a cardiovascular issue so if you are concerned about that you want to get that checked out first to get the all clear and then treat it as a back problem in so much as those ribs are not functioning quite as well as they should be maybe because of our posture and bad sitting and, and, and standing habits and therefore do the advice that we just discussed with regards to strengthening those muscles we've got the sharp pain from the ribs which is commonly related to the one just before where those ribs have been strained or irritated sending that shooting pain around the front again icing over those rib heads over over the spine on the back three to five minutes is going to help take down that inflammation doing that periodically over the period of a couple of days is going to also help you'll often find that with those rib issues they do settle down relatively quickly once we understand and start doing the right thing and then we've got that sort of more chronic aching between the shoulder blades aching in that upper and middle back area and with that, we really need to get some strengthening work done, have some, have a long, hard look at the day day in, day out uh, sort of way in which we're using our body. Are we sitting badly? Are we not doing enough physical exercise? Do we have weakness in those muscles that needs to be addressed? And in nine times out of 10, the answer to that question will be yes. And then it's a case of having an honest, hard look at yourself and saying, when did I really last do these exercises effectively? And 
then mapping out a course of how long is this realistically going to take me to build some muscle and find that symptoms go down. If you can really give yourself a good six to 12 weeks, um, you will see, you'll see some improvement in that time frame in terms of the muscle strength and stability. You've got to be doing the right exercises. So those are the sorts of things that we recommend in our phase three of back in shape because it will help get your upper back and middle back in shape. Um, so going through those exercises, seeing a bit of change in six to 12 weeks, and then saying, right, I've got some change. My symptoms are reducing, but it's still there. We need to go further. And that's really the important part. I know it sounds a bit annoying to say, oh, well, you need to carry on doing those exercises, but we all have different um, findings on the x-rays or MRIs that we've had. We have different chron uh, chronicity to the problem. We've got a different degree of ne neglect and lack of muscle support. And if you can only do a very few of these exercises, or if you've got much more complex um, radiology findings on your x-rays and MRIs, then you will unfortunately need to do more work because the result, in order to get those findings on those x-rays and MRIs, you need to have neglected things for a longer period of time or been very, very unlucky. And therefore, it's just one of those things where you're going to have to work harder than the next person in order to overcome some of those challenges and build back up those muscles. So with that, Q&A. Okay, brilliant. Uh, good morning, everybody. Yes, I'm really glad we're covering this topic. Um, when I was texting a lot of people, I think that a lot of people are suffering with this upper back pain. I don't know whether yeah, they've been sat at home for yeah, the last you know three four three four months. Okay, brilliant. So let's just jump straight into it. On Facebook, Dean has asked, uh, "What's the best advice for waking up with stiff upper back? Ice or heat in this area? Stretches or a gentle walk or perhaps sitting down with a cup of tea?" Um, what I probably do is is go downstairs. Get yourself upright, as upright as possible. Don't bend forwards or backwards, do anything excessive. Go downstairs, make that cup of tea, but maybe walk around with it. Because in a lot of cases, if you get excessive inflammation, what happens is that in, in, in certain cases, the discs kind of rehydrate a bit too much and they stretch everything. Think about that example of the, the teenager I mentioned where it, because they're growing, everything gets stretched and the muscles get pulled apart. Well, that hyperinflation of these discs overnight, because it's the only time they've had no pressure on them, can create that degree of stiffness because everything's really hydrated a bit too much so. Um, and, and it's a case of slowly letting gravity just take a bit of that extra sort of fluid out of those, uh, or excess fluid and inflammation out of that area with little bits of movement. Doing anything too excessive in different ranges is only going to make things a little bit more uh, problematic. Things are very primed at that point in the morning when you do get that stiffness and just an upright walk around the kitchen with that cup of tea maybe go around the block if it's weather like it is today um that would be the best option for you there and what about ice would you recommend using ice just to lower it or you could yeah you could there's no harm in using the ice at that point but i think the more important thing would be to just go for a short walk to just loosen things off because movement really does help it's the it's the it's the lack of movement over the former six eight ten hours that is the problem rather than the uh the the actual circumstances at that point in time you might also find that thinking about how what you're doing in the evening before you go to bed can mitigate against that as well by being a little bit more mobile maybe you're sat watching tv in the evening and then you go straight to bed we'll mix that up with maybe a short walk and just posture around maybe in the kitchen or in the house somewhere for the sort of 15 or 20 minutes half an hour before you go to bed that can decrease any inflammation that's built up uh, in that period of stasis before bed you know if you're watching a two-hour film before bed you've you've basically gone to bed two hours before you've actually gone to bed. Yeah. And that means that process of everything seizing up has started earlier. With those that, that want to do the phase three, you know, move, move, mm -hmm. move straight in for the, for the upper back, when do you recommend doing that in the day? Um, phase three, I, I think 
with that, you, you kind of want to do it whenever you want, really. Okay. Um, so I, I view that if, if you're watching this and you're kind of not really low back pain, but it's, it's this middle back pain, then I, I really would treat it as a, what's the best time for you to work out? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is a workout. It's something you can do effectively from home. You just need the bands uh, and you can you can work out whenever you want. I don't think there's an optimum time for that. It, it's kind of individual. Some people like morning, some people like evening, some people like the middle of the day, yeah. where, wherever you wish. Okay. Brilliant. I test a few because different people find they respond differently at different times of day as well. Yes, that is very true. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Um, all right, got a question here from uh, Claudia. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, good morning. Thank you very much for all the morning. information you give us every single day. My question is, what can I cool. do if I have a muscle contraction in my back for a while and nothing seems to help? I did the stretching exercise phase one ice and towel. Thank you. Where in the back is it? I'm not sure what she's So, so let, let's just suppose that it is in the um, upper back first and foremost. Um, I think we really need to look at is there is there anything in the neck that's going to be sending signals down to that muscle if it's in the upper back. Um, that's the first one. The second one is if it is in the lower back and it is a truly consistent contraction, we might be... Um, we might be misinterpreting the, the, the phrase contraction rather, rather than a tightness, maybe what's being felt rather than actual contract contractile force in that section of the back. The same way sort of the, the calves might go into a degree of contractile spasm as a result of a lower back sciatic type irritation. Um, if it's the latter one, it, it's actually, sorry, the, the other one, the one where it's just a, a tension more than anything else, that's where we really need to continue with the phase one work, but actually move into phase two, because it's most likely that those muscles are tense and tight because they're being used above and beyond their ability to cope with that stress and therefore need a bit of a break. Uh, and the only way they get a break is by getting stronger. And that might sound a bit counterintuitive, but they're tense because they just can't manage on a daily basis. And we do need to get them a little bit stronger, but intersperse the phase one routine with that new phase two routine to build up protection for that lower back. Yeah. So you know that I've had a bit of trouble with my neck recently and I actually, I went to the gym yesterday and I thought, I've got I've got this pain in this, in this exact I can pinpoint in the area. If I do other exercises, try to open out my back and try to help it, mm-hmm. it, it might like almost disperse the mm-hmm. the issue, and I actually feel better for it. Yeah, uh, movement is really really important with certain certain issues, so um, don't don't discount that. Claudia's come back. She said, "I don't know the name of the muscle. It's the long one, uh, a long side, a long side of the spine. So it's probably the erector spinae." Yeah, probably one of the erector spinae muscles, and those are generally uh, in spasm at the as a result of an injury in the lower back. So we really need to get the inflammation to calm down there, doing things like the phase one three times a day. But then we need to protect it more because what often happens is if if people can say walk for sort of. Uh, 10 to 15 minutes a day uh, but they're not able to do some of the phase two exercises in any meaningful way maybe they're only able to do three four five reps of them there are serious inefficiencies in the muscular support system uh, in that lower back and the only way we're going to deal with the situation it's going to require a bit of a bit of grit and a bit of determination but the only way we're going to deal with that is doing impeccably technique impeccable technique with the phase two exercises to slowly build back up some strength in that region so that our lower back is not as vulnerable and one of the examples of those would be sort of the dead bugs that we do where the the task of the core is to maintain and protect this spine from moving obviously you guys if you saw yesterday's live stream you remember that as we extend 
end, the hole gets smaller where these nerves come out and that then is going to release a spasm in these erector spiny muscles that run along here. So the job during this exercise, for example, is to maintain perfect stability in the spine so that when we move one of the legs, this isn't happening. And if this is happening, you're going to get pain when you do that exercise. So we need to work at it. We don't need to avoid it because doing nothing is not going to change the situation. We need to work at those exercises. We just need to have a sensible progress. And that's what we discuss in things like the Facebook group on the Back in Shape membership and all the other bonus videos and things there that help give you guys little strategies to, to feed into some of these exercises. But fundamentally, if you can't even lie on your back and keep your spine still while you're wiggling one leg, we have serious work that needs to be done. And we really shouldn't be worrying about the fact that, oh, well, I, I don't know if I should do exercises. These are very, very safe, much, much safer than going up and down stairs or moving around your house in an upright position when we have a back problem with your whole body weight on the thoracic spine, on the, on the lumbar spine. So we really need to do sensible exercises. And sometimes when we do have these chronic uh, sort of muscle spasms or muscle tensions, we need to get some work done on those muscles to build them up so that you stop re-injuring your back on a daily basis. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. I think that's everything. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so the Dean said brilliant. Thanks. Okay, brilliant. I think that's everything for today. Thank you everybody for questions. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for those questions. Those are really helpful. Give us some good topics to talk about as well. And hopefully they helped you if you're watching this uh, and, and sort of didn't think of those particular ways to phrase those questions. So thank you very much for that, guys. Uh, the, the, the live streams and the questions are really uh, what is most enjoyable. It keeps me on my toes and also hopefully gives you guys a little bit more tailored advice. So if you're new to, new to the channel, then please do consider subscribing we do these live streams every single weekday uh, and we always do Q&A so it gives you guys um, a chance to ask us questions and get a little bit more guided advice so hopefully you found it interesting and with that have a great afternoon enjoy what looks to be a nice day we've got tomorrow 8.45 we're talking about back pain and mental health Awesome. So that'll be a very, yeah, because a lot of back pain really bothers people in the yeah. mind. So we'll get to that. Um, yeah, we'll get to that tomorrow. So have a great day, guys, and we'll see you then.